Welcome to another insightful episode of We Are Listening. I'm your host, Polkit Gurg, and today we delve into the realm of managing anxiety and stress through the lens of mindfulness. Joining us is the esteemed Vanishri Ghatte, founder and director of Heal Foundation, a beacon of wisdom in holistic therapy and mindfulness practices. With over two decades of experience as a meditation practitioner and facilitator, Vanishri brings profound insights into our discussion today. And today's first episode is going to be around managing anxiety and stress using mindfulness. Welcome, Vanishri. Thank you so much, Pulkit. So, Vanishri, why don't we start the episode by learning about you and your journey? How wonderful. It, it's a path that has had many, what should I say, breaks and, uh, and all good. Uh, but I started actually my career as a management professional. So I did my MMS from SPGN Institute of Management and uh, uh, Science and uh, this was way back and uh, I actually worked in the corporate uh, sector um, uh, in advertising and then in marketing. Um, I was working for Faber-Castell in Pennzoil Quaker State and that was my last uh, experience in the corporate world. But then what happened is I, I had already begun to feel that I uh, personally needed to do a little more in terms of giving back to society and towards that initially of course it was my personal journey so I had begun to look for meditation techniques that suited my personality type and I went through uh, you know um, uh, it took me a couple of years to find Vipassana and in 2004 was my first experience with Vipassana 10-day camp in the Goenkaji tradition and that was a life changer for me because then my journey into then I quit the corporate world entirely. Of course, uh, gradually because I would I then quit my full time job, worked as a consultant, and then began to retrain myself. I always had psychology as a in my academics uh, earlier as well, so I decided to continue with that and I trained myself as a, a special needs educator. And parallelly, my personal mindfulness journey in terms of meditation, etc. was going on. Then I began to train myself in um, theory of uh, mindfulness and meditation. And now it's been about two decades more, almost two decades now uh, of uh, personal journey. And then the complete shift in my career where now I run um, an, a non-profit NGO called Heal Foundation which is actually uh, education-based and we conduct trainings for healthcare professionals, uh, helping them uh, to understand mindfulness uh, with respe respect to who they are themselves as therapists and also how they can help their clients better with tools for mindfulness. I work also directly with clients, or, you know, adults and children who might want to work with mindfulness. But uh, in the foundation that I run, the flagship uh, program that we have is uh, arts-based therapy as a course, once again directed towards these influencers who are healthcare professionals. And the good thing is we work with arts as tools for therapy and healing. But the foundation of that course itself is based on contemplative traditions. So it all just comes together beautifully. So that's been my journey. That's amazing and that's a very plush and inspiring journey you have had, Vanishri. Uh, so you mentioned about, you know, you have been working in healing and enabling the healthcare providers with various other, you know, feathers they can add to their caps. So what exactly is mindfulness according to you and why is it important in our life? 
that's a question that's so close to my heart so um to begin with uh, you know mindfulness when i first began was not that well known people didn't really it wasn't a word that was heard that often but now you if you see mindfulness you'll actually trip over how many times the word mindfulness comes you know uh, around us especially if you are looking for mental health and well being and the reason i mention this is because mindfulness means different things to different people mindfulness can be you look at mm-hmm. uh, mindfulness as a quality quality okay. of self you know that we can develop so i want to be mindful this is a quality of mine then there is also mindfulness as a practice that i am practicing these tools and techniques of mindfulness mindfulness can also refer to somewhat um, with respect to uh, values and ethics in you know when i am mindful i'm uh, uh, perhaps uh, uh, banking on positive qualities so all of these are have now come under the umbrella of mindfulness so therefore i want to be very clear what i am referring to uh, with respect to what we are talking here mindfulness as far as we are concerned as therapists and for the purposes of our talk is actually a quality of clear awareness simply mm-hmm. knowing just knowing what's happening around us moment to moment now this around us when i say i mean the external surroundings like right now i'm sitting here and we are uh, having this conversation on the podcast right mm-hmm. but also mindfulness is all can also mean and it actually does is what is happening within me at this moment and paying attention to what's happening in my inner landscape so what is this uh, inner landscape comprising it comprises our thoughts our emotions and even as i sit there are also sensations happening and in most cases we are not aware that there are sensations happening because we are focused so externally our mental orientation is always outward right is the sound being heard am i speaking with the right at the right pace so all this is external at the same time however internally mm-hmm. i'm having some sensations for example there might be a pain or a discomfort in my lower back there might be uh, because of the warmth or coolness in the room i can be feeling either cool or warmth in my body so all of these are my internal landscape experiences and mindfulness means to be fully present to all the external and internal activity in this moment and how does cultivating mindfulness you know really contribute to the overall well-being yes so basically once we know what mindfulness is it means that i'm aware moment to moment that's simplistically speaking this is what but now what happens is because our minds are not meant to pay attention to this right uh, we are of course going through life knowing what's going on around us but not consciously it's just like uh, my awareness is that i'm speaking but i'm not paying attention to the fact that i'm speaking Mm-hmm. that's the difference so when i'm mindful i'm paying attention but mindfulness is actually the remembering of paying attention so i'm reminding myself moment to moment that i need to pay attention and i need to be in awareness of what's going on so then mm-hmm. to notice all this automatically you'll imagine that i'm not normally i'm not used to doing it but when i begin to do it what's automatically happening is there is a slowing down in my mind space 
there is a little bit of a pause that happens in my thoughts and how i interact with environment outside and inside now once i begin to pause there is a little bit of space automatically i'm moving from reactivity to responsivity and this movement this change of state of being that mindfulness brings spontaneously is what brings well-being in our mind because otherwise what's happening is we are constantly without any conscious awareness simply reacting to anything that life throws at us so we don't feel in control of what's happening we don't feel in control of our reactions and responses and many times we think back to after we have responded that perhaps that is not the right response i needed to have made so mindfulness actually is uh, important so that we can feel a little bit more in charge of our life it's an ongoing process it's not a one step thing that i am mindful today onwards and i will always be mindful isn't it so <laughs> it's a process and because it's a process slowly and gradually we begin to feel more in charge of what's happening in my life i have my self agency back and i begin to feel more in control of what's happening in my life so when we one more point that comes to my mind when we talk about being self aware aware about our surroundings what's happening uh, you know inside or outside mm-hmm. i have seen a lot of senior officials so when i work with them and specifically i'm referring to the administrative services the civil services officers i've always seen them talking very slowly their thought processes it's like they're thinking and then saying things it's they're processing things and at the same time so yes. is it because of a regular practice of being mindfulness or it's a natural practice that happens with the officers at that time hmm very interesting question so as a general response i would sort of step away from because i don't know what really is happening in their minds and it would not be right to make a general sweeping statement what yeah. i would like to say though is when we are slower in our responses for sure we have considered our response more for sure yeah. but that by itself is not mindfulness because okay. mindfulness is not just considering what we are about to say mm-hmm. it is being aware of what i am sensing feeling being in this moment and based on my current moment presence or current moment awareness then my response is based on that awareness and attention that i am paying myself so the difference is paying remembering to pay attention to my environment is one part and then noticing it and responding accordingly is the other so you uh, understand that that is different from simply considering what i want to say mo- next when i'm only considering what i want to say next i'm not being aware of myself necessarily here we are being aware and paying attention to ourselves you got it and another problem you know i have seen or i would say another not a problem but something that's very prevalent in the you know uh, market right now or amongst all of us humans is that mindfulness is often and associated with my meditation and it's uh, mm-hmm. you know considered synonymous to each other mindfulness and meditation so are they the same thing or they are differently poles apart or how are they related with each other 
yes that's a very important question actually so mindfulness and meditation sometimes among some populations seem to be interchangeably used they are very closely related to each other but they are not the same they can't be interchangeably used for example mm-hmm. so meditation is a very big subset of mindfulness because how do we cultivate mindfulness we cultivate mindfulness using meditation as one of its primary tools but mm-hmm. it's not the only tool now in order to build the skills of mindfulness we work with ourselves in order to notice so when i said we need to understand our inner landscape how do we do that mm-hmm. we do that through meditation because if i want to develop this skill of knowing what's happening with me i can't generate and develop that skill and cultivate it and hone it mm-hmm. to a, a mm-hmm. level where it can benefit me by sitting and doing it talking and chatting and interacting with my in my everyday life isn't it it yep. has to happen outside of my external experiences external engagements mm-hmm. so here mm-hmm. i am turning the lens inward in my okay. meditation and mm-hmm. i sit with myself and it can be as little as 20 minutes a day can begin with even 10 minutes a day but for sure just like you develop a habit or a new skill uh, say for example practicing a musical instrument such as maybe the violin or the sitar some time set aside to practice generate those skills right this way we need to set time aside to turn the lens the mental lens inward so that we can notice and keep a track of what's happening in our inner landscape so that is what we mean by meditation which is entirely secular in nature so meditation can mean for two people it can mean mantra chanting that is also meditation of course there are thousands of ways to meditate it mm-hmm. can be you know some uh, prayer that can also be meditation but the meditation i am referring to here is entirely secular in nature Mm-hmm. and that is a where i'm sitting and watching my responses is a part of mindfulness now mm-hmm. meditation is what we call in cushion practice so that we are sitting on the cushion and we are watching ourselves but once we learn the skills on cushion then the whole point of meditation to develop skills of mindfulness is so that i might be able to practice those skills off cushion in my daily life so of course there are off cushion practices that means what can i do as i'm interacting in my daily world there are those practices as well and both of these together is what we mean by mindfulness got it so manishi can you help me understand the difference between stress and anxiety and after that how you know mindfulness can really help us manage it better Yes, Pulkit. So this is actually the crux of what we are speaking here, and I'm glad you asked me about the difference because most of the time we uh, look at stress and anxiety as if they are the same thing. They are very similar, but not exactly the same. So both are um, emotional responses, um, but stress is typically caused by something external that's happening. So uh, it can be an, an external trigger, like for example, right now. I, my levels of stress would be slightly elevated because i'm here on the podcast and um, because of this uh, right now uh, my stress will be elevated but over time it will go away so basically thing is stress is more or less a response to that can go away 
once the trigger is removed anxiety on the other hand is different because it is persistent okay a level of say, worry rumination that can happen and this worry uh, rumination etc doesn't even go away once the stressor is removed so anxiety therefore can be longer term more chronic in nature and even though stress and anxiety have similar symptoms for example elevated heartbeat some kind of uh, muscle tension perhaps in the jaw or the shoulders there can be fatigue there can be difficulty concentrating these are common symptoms to both anxiety and stress and that's why it's so uh, confused with each other but basically what we need to know is anxiety is the one that we need to watch out for is there a persistence pervasive level of anxiety that we are living with then that is a, a problem because it causes damage to our body there are many researches that give you the effects of stress and anxiety and it's actually called a silent killer because it direct and indirect uh, cause of heart disease high blood pressure chest pains all of this right it's been uh, linked to driving accidents many things depression all of this so therefore it's very critical that we begin to make note notice where we are with our anxiety or stress levels in an everyday life so from time to time not like once in a while we we decide to think about it, but on a regular basis ask ourselves and begin to notice which is what mindfulness is so once we begin to uh use the tools of mindfulness which means beginning to be aware of what's happening with us then we notice that stress and anxiety are a direct result of some need that is unmet within us so what is this basic unmet unmet need it could simply be in this case my stress is perhaps higher because i need to meet my expectations of how this podcast will go there can be another other needs right so these can be needs yep. for stability acceptance simply need for safety and um when this need is not met then we can have this anxiety and fear and stress that rise up how our body works to meet anxiety and stress is we are either into fight or flight mode this happens automatically because our body wisdom kicks in when we perceive a threat when there is an unmet need and we our body just works towards making sure that we are coping with whatever is coming our way as a threat so the moment we notice that our anxiety has begun or stress has just started then we can actually calm our system down consciously so when we begin to attend to our outer environment how can we attend to our outer environment if we simply pay attention to and ask ourselves what are my normal triggers so if for example um, i tend to i'm a trainer i also teach so when i know that one of my triggers for uh, heightened levels of of stress is when i'm standing in, uh, in front of uh, others to teach and talk isn't it this is in fact one of the highest highest stressors huh? public speaking <laughs> so um you know when i know that that is my trigger then i i know a, a public speaking program is coming up then i can work in advance towards managing my stress levels so that when i'm facing that moment i'm fully prepared mentally and emotionally to manage my anxiety and stress so 
that is one way to do it so basically what i'm saying is mindfulness can work to first notice and find out what are the habitual patterns of when anxiety and stress rises then the second step that i can uh, take once i notice my normal trigger so for some people it can be talking to my boss you know um or uh, it can simply be having a conversation with a specific relative all mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm. are habitual uh, triggers that cause higher heightened levels of stress and anxiety for me so finding and noticing that and cultivating awareness of that then comes the actual practices the resiliency practices so what is resiliency resiliency is our wonderful body's wisdom to and the ability to respond to a situation that is stressful in a way that is productive it's something that is beneficial for us and where we can actually come back into a state of well-being because we are managing our resiliency so well and how can we manage resiliency by self regulating 